Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Hello. Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and I am joined by Miles, that voice you just heard. Hello. Hello How you doing, Miles? Uh, I'm okay. That's good. We're also joined by Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Hey. How are things going on your end? I'm okay. I'm tired. Yeah. Look, it's yeah. Sunday. The last day of the week. Lazy Sunday. Uh, and this is a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, more specifically, the TV anime by David Production. That's the anime con- company, by the way. It's not like one guy named David. I don't remember why they call themselves that. But regardless, we're going to be talking about... Maybe they're all named David. Oh, everyone there is named David? Yeah. None of them speak Japanese. They don't know what's happening. I don't know. People named David could speak Japanese. Why not? Impossible. <laughs> uh, this week, we're going to be talking about episode 17 of the Stone Ocean anime, whose name I think is, what is it? Enter the Dragon's Dream? Is that what it's called? I, n- I never checked. It's called Get That Bone. I don't, the bone barely features called, in this episode. We're in the bone zone. What's the story? Wishbone. Oh, okay. It's about Wishbone. This episode is called Enter the Dragon's Dream. I shouldn't have checked. Which is the 169th episode of the JoJo anime overall, which, Mm. as we all know, is the square of the number 13. So this is a very unlucky episode, but we got to do it. However, before we get into this somewhat confusing episode, we need to first take a stop in our thing... We we got to read some emails. <laughs> uh, I really don't know. Our ultra security Google house? No. Our... Someone help. I'm drowning. Please throw me a life vest. Not a life vest, uh, our, a lifesaver. Our piss post. Dragon mail. We need to enter our dragon's <laughs> inbox. Enter the inbox. We need to read emails that were sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You too can be a part of the podcast if you send us an email about the anime episode we're going to watch or something else we mentioned on the podcast. Keep it interesting. (laughs) Keep it sexy. Miles, you can read this first email from Kenny. Okay. The subject line is, Make room, King Crimson. Here's the new most confusing stand. (laughs) Uh, Kenny says, Hey guys, what... WTF did I just watch it's a full on Araki being weird again episode people drinking piss again insulting your opponent with hand signs from four different regions and explaining human biology in the middle of a fight again at the beginning I really thought Jolene was showing off her collection of international fighting stances but no it's just (laughs) the middle finger American style it's all different styles and I know Anasui explained Dragon's Dream, but WTF Feng Shui does not explain why Kenzo can inflate people and shoot his arm at FF like a heat-guided missile. Yeah. Also, we live in a world where ghosts and gods are real and also weird Eastern divination practices that can be used to kill people. Regarding to Anasui, you don't even need a stand for that. It seemed like it was already a well-established technique, and he was only surprised to see that Kenzo had mastered it. Really excited for your reactions on this one. You should ask people to send in explanations of how King Crimson works. Maybe it helps you with understanding Dragon's Dream. That's a great idea. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, bye, guys. Until next time, Kenny. Anasui is Anastasia, right? Yeah. That's right. Okay. Thanks for the email, Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. 
Yeah. Uh, did you guys find this episode confusing? Yes. Yeah, I thought it didn't it was, make any goddamn sense. It, I thought it made tons of sense. Everything moved really fast. And I, I, we only watched this one once. We, we, I've been watching all of them twice. Um, and this one we only watched once. And I kind of wish I saw this one a second time to see if I understood it better the second time. Oh, well. I don't think you would have. Well, I would have at least like watched it with the feng shui in my mind, you know? a little tough because <laughs> you know we only saw this episode and it seems like it's continued maybe in episode 18 it all makes perfect sense and it's explained mm. you know i don't know anything about feng shui so all i know have helped all i know is it's like it it's i don't really whatever i know is probably like wrong but <laughs> what i know is like related to like like the feng shui of a room or something like that where it's like you know, you have to have certain things facing certain directions or whatever. This thing can't be near a door or whatever. Things like that. Yeah, They kind of mentioned that in this episode. They talk about the way a house faces or the way a castle faces. Yeah. Um, we'll, I didn't know we'll they used it. it for battle, but that has less practical uses today. I've never needed to um, figure out the luckiest position to attack somebody. Well, you don't know. I mean, maybe the army uses it. All armies on the planet <laughs> Earth, maybe they all use it. Thanks for writing, Kenny. We'll we'll explain to you all the different middle fingers once once we understand them all. A lot of confusion this episode. This next email is from Chad, and the subject line is nearly everything I know about Feng Shui I learned from Animal Crossing games. Okay. Aloha JJB Pod Ohana. I don't know about you all, but I don't have a good grasp on how Kenzo's stand and abilities work. I'm guessing we'll learn more next episode, but I still can't get over how convoluted things seem up to this point with his powers. Anyway, it's nice to see Jolene finally take a breather after the last few episodes. She even made me chuckle reacting to Anastasia's profession of love and see FF take point. Here are some JoJo voice connections I found for Enter the Dragon's Dream. Dangerous, shriveled old man enemy stand user Kenzo is voiced by the similarly mononymic Mugihito. He's made quite a career voicing numerous other old dudes like the most recent version of fight organizer Mitsunari Tokugawa from the Netflix Baki shows, but he's also voiced the 2000 OVA version of Part 3 enemy stand user Jay Guile, the Hanged Man user. Weird, semi-autonomous, and seemingly sentient Stan Dragon's Dream is voiced by a voice actor that goes by the similar name Cho. He's also previously voiced the TV version of Part 3 U.S. Senator Wilson Phillips, who was forced to drive his car on a crowded sidewalk at the command of Dio. Also, if you've ever seen a hilarious clip on the internet from some anime where a school principal fights desperately against a deer that's wandered onto his campus, well, that clip is from the show Nichijo, and that principal was also voiced by Cho. I hope everyone is doing great and staying safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. What did you all know about Feng Shui before this week's episode? P.P.S. Drinking your own pee-pee will not help you live longer, no matter how much cult leaders insist. Hmm. Well, Noted. We'll, have y- we'll have to see. We'll have to find out. I really like the Dragon's Dream voice. It's good, yeah. Yeah. By Cho. Uh, Nichi, Nichi Joe is, uh, is an interesting show. I think someone po- posted a clip of it in, uh, in the JJB pod Discord. And it was just like some long sequence where I think a girl had like drawings. I don't know if they were like hentai drawings or they were just something of like a personal fandomy nature to her. And like they went like flying all over the street and people would try to pick them up and like look at them. And she like in a martial arts movie style had to defend everyone from being able to see them. Like that's how private and important they were to her. Mm. Um, I didn't know we had a discord. 
We do have a Discord. The, <laughs> the link to join the Discord is in the description for this podcast episode. So if you have a podcatcher that can support links, you can just click on it. And if you don't, well, you got to type a bunch of meaningless characters into your web browser. No fun. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can browse for it. Who knows how Discord works? What did I know about Feng Shui? Well, I saw that one episode of Penn and Teller's Bullshit uh, where, guess what? If you hire different people who who claim to be feng shui experts and have them look at the same room they do not produce the same results <laughs> because it's nonsense but there's there's like rules about it i thought i thought there was like certain rules about it at least like i mean it's 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 like astrology or whatever but like <laughs> but there's like i think rules i don't know yeah i mean eastern or asian or chinese medicine however you want to call it has its own rules, you know, like like reflexology, where if you massage certain parts of the foot, you'll have better digestion, but they're yeah. not proven. They're not real. Mm. Putting needles in your back doesn't do anything. Mm. And it probably feels interesting. I don't know. Massages are massages are nice. They're nice and they can be beneficial, but hitting certain parts of the foot doesn't help your eyesight or whatever. <laughs> um I don't know. That's I didn't yeah, I didn't know about like battle and stuff. I think that's feng shui. I think it's fun. I think it's fun? Yeah. I think it's fun. I guess. Like astrology. I think it's fun. I don't know. I guess I like feng shui better if, than astrology. If someone was just like, here, rearrange your furniture in the way to make your make you really lucky. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> no, I find that annoying. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'd be like, no, my sofa's heavy and it's already here. Mm-hmm. And it's there because that's the best place to mount the TV. Should I look up some like feng shui rules? Like feng shui now means nothing because you have to orient yourself towards the fireplace or the TV and the windows can't be in your face and that's where the sofa goes. And if anyone's like, oh no, but you'll have a headache if your sofa is on the east wall, fuck them. I don't care. I want the best movie experience. I just want to be lucky. Well, we're not. Damn. How to create good feng shui in your home. Well, we'll, we'll talk about feng shui more in the episode discussion. Let's move on with emails. Okay. Well, I wanted to read about it, but I guess I have to read the next email. Oh, what what is everyone's familiarity with, with feng shui? How did you hear about it or whatever? What do you know about it? I just told you what I know about it. That was Chad's question, but not everyone answered the question. Miles, what the fuck do you know about feng shui? Not that much. I've heard about it, but not that much. Mm. Revealing I, stuff. Chad mentions Animal Crossing, and I think maybe I also looked it up for Animal Crossing. Maybe? Yeah, when do they... Is that like part of how your house gets rated or something? I think so. Yeah, the ratings. What a bunch of shit. <laughs> so, so Feng Shui is hard coded into Animal Crossing. They know the real how it yeah. actually works. So, in a way, that means Feng Shui is real because you can measure your results based on what happens, right? In Animal Crossing, they they lend legitimacy because in its own true. subsystem, it works. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's less annoying than when people claim to know your personality because you were born on a certain day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? Because then someone could be like, oh, your your window is, is it, this house is unlucky. It's facing south. And then mm-hmm. you just go, well, nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. I can't move. It's so no, hard to move. I think there's things you can do about. You can't. Well, I don't know. There's like, oh, just have this lucky statue in this corner or something. You know? Like there's like things that you can there's probably things you can do everyone wants you to buy something solve all your problems by buying 
I guess the Feng Shui was like, well, you just need to do some Tai Chi or you need to meditate. Well, apparently some of the answers are also cleaning things, like having your windows clean, having your ent- entryway tidy. That Those are good. That's good Feng Shui. Having a bright, tidy entryway. This is like ways to trick people to have better <laughs> living habits. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The bed represents you. The desk represents your career. The stove represents your wealth. When you're in these spaces, spaces, make sure you can see the door without being directly in line with it. We have an open concept first floor. There is no door. Yeah. Feng Shui fails. Remove any obstacles in your paths. I don't want to... Be spacious. Yeah, that, those are just safeties, like no fire hazards. Plants are good. That's true. <laughs> they help air quality, I guess. Oh, and you have to thank your home. I curse this home when it makes weird <laughs> no! noises. Uh-oh. Don't curse the home. I'm like, okay. why do we have radiators? I guess it's cheaper. They say radiators are cheaper. Anyway, Jackie, read the next email, please. All right, fine. This email is from Katie, and the subject line is $2 bills and Stone Ocean currency. Hey, JJB Pod. Hope all is well. Sorry to be writing an episode late, but the $2 bill talk was pretty interesting the other week. I used to work at a bank, and we could actually still order new $2 bills from the Federal Reserve. We'd definitely see uncles and grandpas picking them up as a fun slash unique gift to include in, a, in holiday cards each year. I have heard that many young people in service jobs think that they are fake slash counterfeit. Speaking of currency, I'm not sure if anyone has noticed yet, but David Production used a $100 bill design that was not in circulation until October 2013, even though the events of Stone Ocean take place in 2011. It's a minor thing, but I noticed the bill I noticed the blue strip on the $100 bill that was not present until the release of the new bills in 2013. They are normally very good about historical continuity, so probably just a small oversight. Anyway, may the feng shui flow with you, Katie. PS Chad is totally right about Uncle from Another World. I grew up with Nintendo, but the Sega jokes slash references are a lot of fun. That Uncle is so clueless, and I love it. Okay, and then there's a screenshot of some bills. A $100 bill. Yeah, I don't see the blue strip, though. Do you guys see a blue strip? No. Hmm. Hmm. But I don't know. I trust if Katie worked in a bank. Miles, like, you yeah. worked in a right bank. right of his head. What? It's, it doesn't go all the way down. Oh, the I see it. I see it. Yeah, to the right of uh, Franklin's head. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you turn your head, it's to the right. Miles, you worked in a bank. Do you remember ordering $2 bills? I was a teller, so I wasn't in charge of ordering anything. I was in charge of counting things. Do you recall like threatening to go on hunger strike if they didn't make a $3 bill? Did you ever do anything cool like that? I never did anything like that, but I did give my fair share of $2 bills to, uh, as Katie said, old folks. Oh, that's funny. Who thought they would be nice gifts for their kids. I mean, maybe they are, depending on how old the kid is. Were you ever robbed? No. Hmm. Did it ever happen on one of an off day and you were like, Ooh, thank God. No, that, no. Did you, <laughs> did you ever think about the plan for how you, how someone could rob the place? Like, oh, someone could totally rob this place if they came like in. If it, like, if I were a robber, yeah. how would I do it? Yeah. I think it's like, they'll give you the money. It's <laughs> just a matter of, like, escaping from there. Because, yeah. like, they, like no teller is going to stick their neck out for, yeah, like, what used to be called Commerce Bank. 
<laughs> they don't they don't want you to either because they know that they'll be sued if you try to if they try to tell you to go chase down a thief or whatever or stick yeah. your neck out then they'll be in deep shit it's just you have to elude all the anti-theft things and the, like there's like the the ink packs or whatever that are inside the money the die bombs uh, yeah the die bombs yes uh and then there's just like they're just gonna catch you did they train you on like if you get like robbed did you guys have trainings where you were like just give them the money fuck off yeah i went to commerce bank university in ramsey new jersey come on wait really and they taught you how to be a bank teller uh and that's one of the things we learned but i now that i think about it i don't remember that we spent that much time on it it was just like i think the training was like just comply <laughs> just comply if yeah. they ask you to give them a blowjob, you must do it. Just I whatever mean, they want. They spent a lot of time on that in particular. <laughs> it was weird. The instructions were written by hand for some reason. <laughs> a few pages that were really weird. Anyway. Yeah, that's what you got to do. If you ever rob a bank, you just have to be like, and no exploding ink packs. And then they're like, oh, he knows about the exploding ink packs. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it. Hold the exploding ink. Yeah. No pickles, no exploding ink. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, Katie. Uh, yeah, those were emails written to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Folks, we have a Patreon we want to talk to you about briefly. We'll make it brief. I'm sorry. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support the show for as please. For as please do it. For as little as one dollar a month, which is becoming less and less of a burden upon you, kind of. I mean, times are tough, but a dollar is becoming less and less worth one dollar as time goes on, you know? So it's like not really even giving money to anybody. (laughs) It's like 90 cents a year ago. Yeah, exactly. That gets you our silent uh, but deep earnest gratitude, but it also gets you access to the Patreon feed, which includes the occasional piece of cut content as well as Miles' weekly cultural reference newsletter. I put up about 10 minutes of cut content from last week's episode because we had an extended break where we talked about gay porn memes and uh, how our children's sense of humor will not make sense to us. So yeah, for a dollar, you can hear us ramble about stuff that is not anime at all. Well, maybe not, not at all. For $3 a month, you get the same benefits, and we also will say thank you out loud on the podcast, kind of like this. So thank you so much to Blu-ray. Brian. Mm. Nombre no digas. Daniel. Dalton. Madison. Soliloquy. Kassoon. Lord Zendar. Jumbo. Katie. Bloof. Dylan. Nocturnal. Caden. Austin. Tim. Tyler. Camilla. And Chad. And Chad. Yay. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Everyone. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Amila. Camilla, Tyler, Tim, Austin, Katie, Nocturnal, Dylan, etc. I can't see the rest of the screen right now. <laughs> you know, some of you got two thank yous this week. Grazie, Camilla. <laughs> Grazie. Is that an Italian name? No. Uh, I think it I just, would know. It just means thanks. Oh, I guess Miles would Oh, Camilla. Know. Oh, it's Camilla. No, I, I don't think Grazie is a name. I know that much. It could be. Why not? <laughs> Camille, Camille, I think, is French. No, no, no. You... Right? I, I thought you were accusing me of thinking that Grazie was a name. Yes, I was, originally. Okay. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. <laughs> hmm. So again, that's patreon.com slash jjbpod. 
Help us out, people. Come on. Please. Look at all these nice, fine folks whose names we read, even though some of them are barely names. They're just sounds. We need this. We need this. This episode is called Chasing That Bone. No, this episode is not called that. It's called Enter... Give Me That Bone, Baby. It's called Enter the Dragon's Dream. A.K.A. The Bone Zone. Uh, We mentioned it, you know, when we talked about the episode name last week, but Enter the Dragon could be a reference to the Bruce Lee film of the same name, which I looked up how they call that movie in Japanese, what they call that, and they don't call it Enter the Dragon. They call it like Burn Dragon. Moeyo Dragon in mm. Japanese like is that, that Bruce Lee film. And it is the same verb that Araki uses here. Oh, it so, is? Yeah, it's like enter the burning dragon's dream. Oh, okay. Something like that. Um, yeah, so this episode is like, you know, it doesn't conclude a whole fight. It mostly opens it. Um, it's real fucking weird. And it- Wait, is the stand called, it's called enter the Dra No, it's not. It's just called dragon's dream? That's right. Okay, it's not called urine therapy. It's not called urine therapy. <laughs> it's not the stand. Okay. Uh, yeah. Urine therapy. I'm uh, thankfully Araki does not pause to be like, here's how drinking piss helps your, <laughs> and it draws like a, you know, your, yeah. your insides and shows you the piss. Uh, this adapts chapter six. You guys ever try that or no? No, no interest really. Um, yeah, no interest. There's a crazy. Not even mo- like a, like a splash up by accident. Uh, I remember when I was a kid pissing in my own face by accident. I remember oh, doing no. that. Yeah. How did you do that? I don't want to get into it. Okay. <laughs> um, no worries. <laughs> I remember in an episode of Nathan for you towards the end, it has nothing to do with anything else, but uh, Nathan is talking about being nervous or something. And, and the gas station guy is like, just drink some, if you drink some pee, you know, I drink my grandson's pee cause he's young and healthy. Oh yes. I remember seeing. Oh this. my God. And Nathan just looks fucking mortified. <laughs> it's super strange. <laughs> Uh, this adapts chapter 66 through 70 of the original manga. Uh, nice. My favorite chapter name from that that chunk is The Direction of Misfortune from chapter 69. Uh, nice. Yeah, so what happens in this episode? Something about a bone? Something about tiny people? Little men? Yeah. <laughs> tiny, tiny guy. Why is his name Kenzo? The guy? Yeah. Well, that's not the little man first that Jolene's talking about. Oh, that's about. not the little man. It's, it's just a, a different, different old guy. Man. Kenzo's yeah. name is Kenzo because of a French fashion brand called Kenzo, okay. which was founded by a Japanese guy named Kenzo Takata. Okay. So his, he's just named after a Japanese <laughs> name, I guess. What makes it French? Was he? He's a, he's a French Japanese man. I think he's like a Japanese guy who moved to France, started a brand okay. after his name, and then died in 2020 of COVID nineteen. It turns out. Aww. Sucks. Got to be Rip. careful. Bad disease. Not good. Not my favorite. No, you don't want it. Anyway. So what happened? Do you want me so to recap? J- well, Jolene is like, I gotta find that little bone man. Yes, that's how it starts. She's like, I need to find that small man. Uh, and then she's like, whoa, why did everyone collapse and everyone's bloated? So like all the other inmates that were fighting are all just that were fighting were all just like bloated and like they're just on the ground. Did either of you guys think that maybe it was because it's it's like a it's like half women's prison and maybe all their menstrual cycles synced up and they're all bloated from their periods? What the fuck? No, I thought they all just what? fought each other to a draw. Oh, something. that makes that makes more sense. I thought it was a stand power. Also, I no, that's not how. Blo- that's not even what you look like when you're bloating. Let me write down the time so I can cut this out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not cutting it. Out. I just, I just hate the joke so much. Anyway, 
Uh, you don't listen to these episodes. I can leave in whatever. I, d- I actually don't listen to I these know. episodes. You know. Not a fan of this podcast. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I well, I get the I get this this secret live uh live taping right. over here. You like content. popular podcasts, right? What's up? You like popular podcasts <laughs> that other people listen to. Yeah. So Jolene, so everyone's bloated and they're, and she's like, "What? They're all done fighting?" Yeah, and then and then this old guy in like a jumpsuit that has like the zipper open kind of He's wearing a little bodysuit. And it's like it's he's like curvy in it because it's like form fitted. <laughs> it's form fitted, and I'm like, why does he have like I don't know? It's like he has a tiny waist, then his hips go out, and I'm like, when they first show him, I was like, whoa, this is like, a, like what that booty do? <laughs> yeah, it's like a baby fat jumpsuit or something. Yeah, it's like everyone in JoJo's has a good body except for the people who have extremely weird bodies that are like yeah. a straight rectangle or something. Mm-hmm like a fubu like vinyl purple jumpsuit or something anyway yeah, he's wearing a baby fat jumpsuit mm-hmm. um yeah so then ff foo fighters leaps out of somewhere someone's a, body a body yeah because that's what fo- i thought because kenzo explains that those people were drowned that he drowned them how i have yet to figure that out does anyone understand how he's he drowned his so he has his drowning power <laughs> And he also has this dragon power. I thought his. I thought with feng shui. I thought he was drowning people with feng shui somehow. No, I feng shui. So. The the stand just helps him understand the best route for attacking and defending. Yes, he is. Well, a- right in. Maybe part of feng shui is if you put your couch in the wrong place, <laughs> your your house gets flooded with water and <laughs> all, you die. All these people's cells were facing the wrong cardinal direction, and that's mm-hmm. why they got pu- puffy. Um, I think that he knows how to use Chinese medicine to assassinate people because they mentioned feng shui uh, assassination. Mm-hmm. And so we do see him demonstrate uh, does, that. Does, is, is feng shui Chinese medicine technically or something else? It's Chinese superstition. Or, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know if it's actually part of me- the medicine. Well, I think him striking a certain part of like the spine and that like causing FF. That's for fighting. That's for attacking. But the. But how the body works together, you don't think that's medicine? Oh, maybe, maybe you, maybe you use feng, maybe that's part of the, um, maybe you use feng shui when you, when you do acupuncture, maybe that's how you figure out what the right point is for the needles and stuff. I don't, I don't think know. so. Feng shui is not on a micro level. I think he has an, a knowledge of the small, like parts of how the body works together. Cause I don't know if the real stuff that happens to her spine, I don't know if that's real medicine or if that's just made up anyway i don't think this is chinese medicine i think it's its own thing i think it's its own separate thing well uh, it's just magic i mean i think everything he does is chinese because he's like yes he does tai he he does a feng shui and at some point anasui speculates that he's also using tai chi so but i don't know maybe if you really do hit someone in the right spinal piece they will uh whatever the fuck happened to ff uh, uh, yeah, I, I they really... will drown despite FF being a fucking plankton monster. So anyway, FF leaps out of a body and then is like, "I'll take care of this geezer." I don't know, like, "I'll take care of this geezer." FF and and uh, I haven't fought in a while. Jolene's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" And FF's like, "I'm here to help," and, you know. And then FF just kind of does the whole fight by themselves instead of like it would be nice if they like helped each other, but I guess not. 
I was annoyed that Anastasia was just sitting on the sidelines. She was just there to do, or he was just there. Uh, he was just there to do battle commentary. He was like, "It's my turn. We should meet." Also, I love you. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. No. So the little guy, the 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 Kenzo was like. He just pulls out this little 3D dragon, which I didn't like the, the 3D-ness of it. I didn't think it looked yeah, good. Yeah, I understand why they did it. It was because they knew that this thing was going to be about like aligning yourself to the right direction. So they were mm-hmm. like, we don't want to draw this 100 fucking angles. Mm-hmm. Let's just <laughs> use the 3D people. So he pulls out his little dragon compass and he says like, you know, so-and-so degrees southwest. And, and then he says like four minutes, you know, like he gives like a time. Nope, nope, nope. Isn't that what he does? So I believe that minutes, I don't know about seconds, but I know that for, for angle, you can first, the, the largest measurement is degrees, and then under that are minutes. If you were to yeah, say- Yeah, it goes to seconds too. It does go to seconds. Okay, yeah. So there's like, um, like if you're measuring the trajectory of something, you can say like it's X minute of angle. Oh, so he wasn't giving a time. Right. He was giving a very precise direction. Okay. It is confusing and it is uh, stupid that people do that, that we couldn't have come up with sub-degrees, micro-degrees or anything. Yeah, like, we why were are like, we reusing minutes? Bring in the clock. I yeah. guess because like a clock face, like yeah. analog has different angles when it turns different minutes. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so FF tries to shoot him. Pew, pew, pew. And it misses. Because of course it does. You can't have someone just get shot right away. And then he's like drowning her or something. She says she can't breathe or FF says they can't breathe. And he starts giving, uh, you know, a, a science lesson on the respiratory system that like didn't make sense to me. It doesn't make any sense because the idea is the other people are full of water, which we don't know how he got water in there. But in this case, he's just demonstrating how you can drown someone with one drop of water. With just a little bit of water. So I, I am confused. I, I admit it. I don't know what he does. I understand that he might have knowledge of what I think is Eastern medicine, that he's able to like hit certain parts of the body to make you lose all your oxygen. And I know that Dragon's Dream helps him understand angles. I do not know how he just imported a bunch of water into these people's bodies and made them fat. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, FF then unbloats herself by sticking a finger in their throat. Yep. Just emergency tracheotomy. And it cre- it creates a hole and then all the water comes out. Um and then Anastasia pops out. And Anastasia like he or Anasui whatever. He just kind of shows up and he's like like hips are swinging and yeah, he's always sauntering. <laughs> he's walking slowly up to approach and uh whatever whatever. Um, and then, and, but he doesn't really do anything. He, he, he goes up to Jolene and he's like, we should be, uh, shouldn't we be looking at the nature of this stand and you know, how did it dodge the bullets and stuff like that? He just comes out of nowhere to criticize how <laughs> to like, she's to like mansplain watching? how to, how to do a Jojo fight. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit stupid. It's like, shouldn't we be looking to understand the nature of the stand? It's like, you just got here. Yeah. You don't um, even know. And then Anastasia, he around this time, he tells Jolene that he loves her. And she's like, what? <laughs> Say what? Yeah. It's funny. There's like some panels where it's just her face and her head kind of tilting. 
and there's like a color like a flat color background to really just sort of isolate her being like what mm. also the man um the kenzo he had his hair did you guys notice his hair yeah he has like cyber dreads yeah <laughs> he, they're yeah, like that? they're just like cylinders like hanging he also out has of his a head. little homie with him not a, a larger than him homie the guy with, with the pith a, helmet like, weird yeah yeah, I don't know. I was I gonna say with that. those those weird metal dreads, I thought maybe like when you go to jail, you're like, I gotta join one of these race based gangs, and he joined like a black brotherhood, and they like braided his hair or something. They were like, close enough. <laughs> they were like, sure. <laughs> but but he doesn't have braids; they're just cylinders. I thought maybe they were wrapped braids that you put little metal pipes around. Yeah, I'm not convinced. Oh. There's hair in there. Okay. Which seems like a bad idea because it would absolutely pull your hair out. They're just rollers like chained together. Oh, <laughs> little tiny rollers. Um, so Kenzo is like, oh, I can see through you because Kenzo can also see through people now um, to FF. And Anyone in ultra security house is just <laughs> transparent. They're like the bodies exhibit. Like, oh, I can see your powers, everybody. Because remember the last fucking, the survivor yeah. stand. Maybe it's still active. I don't know. We don't know who the user is, right? No, we don't know. That's true. We don't know who the user is. And these people are all full of water. Maybe they're splish splashing more water and survivors telegraphing through it. Could I don't be. know. Could be. Um. So he's like, oh, you have other stuff in your body. That's not blood. What right, is it? Because FF, are FF you, is plankton. Yeah. Like, oh, are you even human? Or is it, are, you know, and whatever. Um, <laughs> so he kind of speculates on that a little bit. He says this after he sees FF, like, miraculously dodge his attacks. By, yeah. At one point, she just shoves herself through the bars of a prison cell. And he goes, what are you? Yeah. I don't. Does, oh, is that when? Yeah, it's when he says, what are you? That's when Anastasia oh, walks yeah, in yeah, yeah. and is like, hey, Jolene, why don't we listen to me? Yeah. Listen to me, a man? <laughs> he has, he wears like a lot of makeup, Anasui. Yeah, I mean, you know. A lot of makeup. Do what you so want. You can see like the, you know, I don't know. You can see it. Anyway. I hope he does a tutorial. Ooh. Yeah, and it's sponsored by Fendi. Uh, Fendi? Is that Rihanna's brand? No. Fenty. Fenty. Fenty, I think, is a fashion brand. Am no. I confusing Vendi with Fenty? Am I mixing the two? I think right Fendi in. is a thing. I think Fendi is a thing. Like Fendi and Prada. I think those are their fashion. I was thinking of a nickname for a Fender Bender, I think. <laughs> anyway. Ooh, I got into a Fendi. I better call my lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I have to call my insurance company. Yo, <laughs> my brain right here. So my, I wrote down... I wrote down the dragon is behind FF, but at work we use FF uh, for feature flag. So I was like, oh, it's behind a feature flag. That's where my brain went. But anyway, <laughs> I just think of fast forward or the sound a bunch of bloated bodies would make when water leaks out and they go. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, yeah. So he keeps using his Kenzo keeps using his dragon power and the dragons behind FF. And FF tries to shoot it and it doesn't work. And the dragon is like, wrong. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Shooting doesn't work on me. Um, and the, and I don't know. And then like fucking the Kenzo comes and he just puts his arm in the dragon and the dragon takes the arm and 
on the <laughs> instead of like blood or like normal stuff that people are full of it's instead like a swirly psychedelic fucking purpley yeah, swirl. Yeah, I don't know. His his arm is cut off and <laughs> appears to have gone into the cosmic just, zone. Just a fucking lava lamp in there. It's it's some it's like a tie-dye factory machine exploded. Is that part of his power? <laughs> I you don't know. You can lose know. your body parts and put them back together. It's like the dragon is like, he just tells you Feng Shui, but also <laughs> if you touch him, he teleports. He like automatically teleports part of your body to be aligned with Feng Shui, I think. Like your arm automatically comes from the bad direction for the defendant. I'm not sure. But usually if someone, if your arm gets, goes away, if your arm gets like bitten off or whatever, you're not fine after that. <laughs> usually, you're Jackie. You're usually. bleeding. Maybe to death, you know? Yes. Anyway, then his arm attacks FF. Yeah, his arm, his severed arm flies, and but FF blocks and th- it. And then somehow it, it attaches back to him. Because yeah. he has his arm again later. Well, of course. Obviously, I guess. That doesn't make sense. Sure. Um, and then the rats, <laughs> the rats all close the doors onto people's heads that are in the middle, in the, in the doorways. Right. So this is part of the idea that Feng Shui... It's kind of like a divination thing. Araki loves fate. I'll talk about that uh, in a second. Uh, like, okay, okay. It's like you place something in a lucky way and then something really like lucky yes, happens. Yeah, yeah. It's right? like, so the, the luck in this case is that, oh, the rats will climb the elevator panel and one of them will stumble on the closed cell. It's not elevators, actually. It's cell door, like open yeah. close buttons. And one will accidentally lock them. But there's a guy who's got glasses on and the elevator, the cell doors squish in such a way that his glasses fly off and hit FF in the mouth. Um, and there was some decision that FF so was not aware of where so she could have opened or closed her mouth and it would have triggered it or not triggered it. I don't yeah. know. So it's lucky for Kenzo, but it's unlucky for FF. Yeah, it's sort of like the power on its face. It doesn't explain a lot of what happens in this episode, but it's like. There's good luck and bad luck, and this lets you actually see it instead of it feeling random. Mm. So it lets you kind of manipulate things to happen in such a way. Like, good luck from being shot is that you're standing in a place that all the bullets happen to miss. It's kind of like Final Destination. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. And Where for- it's just like, if it, like things just come together, but you don't know how it's going to kill you or whatever. Yeah, it reminds me of, and any manga readers will know, of a of a, a certain stand later in JoJo that now that I watch this, I'm like, well, that stand isn't that interesting now. But anyway, there's, Araki loves this idea of fate stuff. And there's a whole YouTube video. I don't remember who did it. But basically, there's a friend of mine who watches JoJo and was trying to tell me, like a, a third friend a third party, a second friend, I only have two friends, uh, was was like annoyed that Jojo just has like these random ass pulls. Like they're watching part four and Kira suddenly has a second power, a third power. Oh, yeah. And this, fr- this friend who's a fan of Jojo was like, look, Jojo is, it's all about fate. And Araki has talked about fate since the very beginning. There's the red string of fate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, I love Jojo. I've read all of Jojo. Okay. But these are ass pulls. Yeah. All right. Like, I understand that Araki <laughs> is interested in the red string of fate. He's interested in, you know, these disasters that happen to spare people or kill them. 
But he, you know, the things that happen aren't quite earned by earlier plot points or character developments. It's just sort of fun, and 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 it feels like you're really writing yourself a large check to be like, well, I mentioned fate a few times, so these arbitrary things I made happen are because of fate. It's mm-hmm. like I that's not that satisfying intellectually, but it is fun when it is overt here and it's like what if you could see it's, fate? it's explained with the feng shui i like i like that i guess yeah. i don't understand the the bloating the water I don't get it. but everything else kind of makes sense yeah i it's weird too because this is all like in one line it doesn't feel like one of those things where araki writes it one way and then when he returns to it weeks later it's like a little bit different this all happens sequentially and he did not explain why they drown mm-hmm it's also funny because it's like hard to trust him because he says he drinks piss and <laughs> Anasui is like, that guy drinks piss. He's crazy. <laughs> but it seems like he thinks he understands like like biology and fate, but really it's just a stand that actually helps him. Mm. I wonder if the dragon is like, stop drinking piss. <laughs> the dragon is not like totally on his side. Yeah. yeah, I do. I also, that's something that Araki has done like that's kind of new to this part is just like impartial stands you know like mm-hmm. survivors are like everybody's pissed and oh, this yeah. one's like i'm not really your friend i thought there, there's been other somewhat impartial stands yeah name one i'm just thinking about stands that kind of act on their own the only one i can think of right now is a sword it's not necessarily impartial because it's just a stand acting on its own but I that's think, tr- it has its own mind yeah but i think when uh, i don't know what are other stands that kind of do things on their own I mean, there's automatic stands, but they generally are benefiting the person who owns the stand. Yeah. Okay. This is one where it's like, it's benefiting him, but it's also being like, hey, it's only right that I tell you some stuff. Yeah. Victim. Like, luck isn't bias. It doesn't have a preference. It's just the energy. What if you could do this with lots of other stands? Like, if you just leaned in to Killer Queen and you were like, what's this guy got going on? How do your bombs work? (laughs) What's Is your stomach empty and you're going to stuff a cat plant in there later? Maybe you could just talk to them all if we just stopped and listened to each other. Anyway, at this point with the glasses flying into FF's face, that's when Anasui is like, oh, I get it. It's feng shui, which I don't know how he would have <laughs> how we would have gotten there. But. I think he's pretending. <laughs> he wants to seem smart. So he's like, oh, right. Exactly. Well, I guess if he's maybe he's super familiar with feng shui because maybe maybe the the, um, you know, the angling of things plus the luck of things maybe gave it away for him. That's how he figured it out. But how would he be super familiar with Feng Shui? I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's superstitious. Maybe he studied in in Asia. I don't know. I mean, his name is Anna Sui. We, we don't know what he do. what what does he do? He killed people. He just killed maybe, his girlfriend and and her lover because they cheated on him. Totally understandable. Stuff. Maybe maybe he worked as a decorator at one point, like a home decorator, and that's why he knows a lot about feng shui. I don't think he did that. Maybe it's a big prison library. Oh, oh yeah, could be that. There you go. Instead of like avid reader <laughs> in jail, like working out and converting to Islam, he converted to Chinese mysticism. Yeah, that's right. Stuff. Um, and so, yeah, so he's like, oh, yeah, he's using feng shui. It's all about how energy moves through the world and guides your life. And uh, uh, and then he starts giving a history lesson about how, like, people y- used feng shui to build their castles, 
and to attack castles and then they would build temples in their unlucky spot to help combat the bad lucky which seems stuff wouldn't that just mean like what if that castle just catches fire and you're like ah shit I thought it would supplement my unlucky spot, but instead I just gave the castle bad luck. I don't understand. You said that they built it in their unlucky spot. They built the, the temple to kind of combat the unlucky. Oh, well then what if the temple falls apart because it has bad luck? I don't know. It won't because they're praying a lot in there. Yeah. All right. And it's a very lucky, I don't know, it's all built all lucky. I don't know. Anyway, so he gives this whole history lesson about that stuff. And he's like, oh, and you can use it for attacking, looking for the luckiest direction of attack for you, the unluckiest direction for them. And then this is where they, I feel like this is the first time they say the stand name because I didn't hear it any other time. Right. um, Which is Dragon's Dream. But he says something else. He doesn't say Dragon's Dream. He says Drake's Dream. No, he says Dragon's Dream. He says Dragon's Dream in the Japanese audio. But on the subtitle, he says Drake's Dream. That's right. He says Drake's Dream. Drake's Dream or Drake's Dragon, something like that. Yeah. So Dragon's Dream is not directly a musical influence, uh, a musical reference. It's the name of a company that this designer has who makes album covers for 80s bands. Okay. He made like famous album covers for the bands Asia and Yes. And his company name is Dragon's Dream. And now that I think about it, I think the whole reason why this dragon bites off your arm in a cosmic swirly way is just so Araki could get like a... Well, then again, the Enter the Dragon pun only works with the English title of that movie. If in Japanese, the the, the Enter the Dragon Bruce Lee movie is called Burn Dragon... But he says it in the in the in at least in the on the subtitle he says he when, says I will enter the dragon I will now. enter the dragon when he puts his arm inside the dragon's the dragon stand's mouth. Well, maybe it's a different kind of pun that he wanted to make here. Mm. This is this is a weird one. Also, did Anas? Well, Miles, were you going to say something? I was going to say maybe it's dragon like this episode. Is dragon? I didn't think this one dragged. I thought it moved. It moved to the point where I was like, "What is happening?" It's too fast. Oh, I meant this podcast episode. Oh well, fuck you. Um, <laughs> you don't hear the edit. You don't know how how snappy I make it. That's true. Did, Keep this, it tight, baby. Yeah, you gotta. Is this where did did Anasui yet explain Kenzo's history, his backstory, or not yet? He mentioned some. Yeah, around now he mentions that. He, I forgot. Does he say he kills people and so? No, I think it was earlier. He already mentioned it. Yeah. He was as soon as that leader. started, I was like, who gives a shit? Oh, he was a cult leader. He was. This was Araki touching on cults. Uh, and he just yeah. says that this was some little Chinese guy in Florida who convinced a bunch of celebrities. No way. Really? Well, no, in the, in the, in the manga. I know, but I, I missed that part. I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, that he's, he's, he's a, a cult leader. Is he supposed to be like David Koresh? Yeah, one of those types. One of those cult leader types, or um, uh, what was the one that uh, people were mad about? Was it Waco? Or uh, that is Koresh, right? He, yeah, that he is. He did Koresh. mention something about yeah. yeah in Florida. He did mention that. Okay. Yes. So I was trying to figure out if there was something more topical, and I don't remember. I don't know like what cult disaster was happening in 2000 because I know like the big cult thing in Japan that really shook them was the Aum Shinrikyo, but I think that was earlier in the 90s, the Tokyo subway gassing and stuff. Really gross cult. Not too many cults are like clean and nice. But apparently that Japanese one, Om Shinrikyo, was really just nasty. But anyway, yeah, this seems to just not be a specific cult reference. This is a thing that cults do. They get everyone cool involved and then everybody dies. You know? Yeah. Except him. 
somehow he didn't die and they were like, hmm, he should be dead. I am guessing that he used Dragon's Dream to uh, tell him where the good luck angles were and so he didn't die in that fire. Seems like a lot of effort when you could just not be home. You could just be like, oh no, I was out at Target and then everyone burned to death. (laughs) You don't have to like narrowly avoid being killed, right? Yeah, Mm. that's true. But he, I don't know. Those Target trips take a long time. Yeah, especially they don't have enough people working the registers. You got to wait. Anyway. Anyway. So the dragon, this is where we find out that the dragon stand is impartial because he starts kind of telling her stuff, um, telling FF stuff. He tells FF that their lucky number is yellow and that a picture of goldfish brings FF luck. Yep. If you have one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it sounds like he says if you have any, and I I didn't, I thought maybe he was saying if you have any luck, Mm. then goldfish photos will bring it to you i thought i thought he was like if you have any goldfish photos oh maybe because like who has goldfish photos just laying around how can i find out what picture is lucky for me you gotta get a stand baby okay gotta consult the dragon's dream yeah i don't know there should just be a website at some point foo fighters like kenzo manages to kick like ff into the dragon and the dragon eats her F- arm. FF's, FF loses their arm, and then it, it also, I don't know, it comes back? To, it reattaches? I, it looked almost like, did it, did it come back, or did FF steal the arm off someone else? Because they show like a different body for a second. No, it was their own arm, I think. I feel like it flies around for a minute, and then it comes back to them. I, I like the idea that a stand user may lose because their stand doesn't really care about them that much. <laughs> you know that the stand yeah. users the, like i help everybody the stand might just be like one's yeah. like swordy that one stand that was just a sword right anubis yeah yeah i mean anubis didn't care well anubis just cared about who touched it and then it was like okay i help you and then if someone else touched it it was like well i help you but it in those moments did have a person it favored whereas in this case yeah. there's a clear stand owner and the dragon does not give a shit yeah. Um. So then, some birds fly into a a bird flies into the fan in the ceiling. Yeah, like the air conditioning unit, and it like breaks the air conditioner. Yeah, because the and the birds flew in because of the holes from Planet Waves meteorites. Is that why meteoroids? Oh, the holes. Yes. Yeah. So that I guess is like you know the dominoes that have been set up. A bird mm-hmm. flies into the air conditioning thingy. It obviously makes a horrible set of sounds. And uh, Jolene is like, watch out, the air conditioning, the fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like parts of it start to break off. And is it Dragon's Dream or is it Kenzo that's like, it's not the air conditioning unit, but the boomerang. And it's like a bracket yeah. From the air conditioning. It's not a boomerang. <laughs> it's not a boomerang. I guess it acts like one. It has a boomerang um, property, I guess. It's it's behaving like a boomerang. Yeah. This feels to me like Araki was trying to set up like a window air conditioning unit and like dropped a piece and was like, huh, <laughs> what if I put that in my silly little comic? And then we just see this bracket kind of bounces off the wall and then hits FF in their head. Yeah. And it like cuts FF's head open and like in the back. Yeah, it opens like a lid, like it's a fucking teapot or something. Yeah. And then FF is just sitting there like... Yeah. 
And then to be continued, we get the little arrow. We get the to be continued. Aww. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not worried for FF because FF is already like more human. Even if you killed Atro's body, FF would just be a little wheelie black plankton person. Mm-hmm. They have a human body because they want to have fun. And shoot guns. Yeah, the only way you could really scare me about FF is if they took all the water out. If you know, if if someone sucked all the water out of uh, FF, mm-hmm. like one of those bags of silica gel. Do you think they're gonna help FF at all? Who's they? The dragon? Anasui. I think they're gonna jump in now. Yeah. Why do they keep? Why are they just watching this whole time? Sometimes in they're, the manga, I, you gotta do that. I think yeah. They just wanted to see what the, like, learn about the stand first and, at, like, all at FF's expense. And then they, I guess, come in and help. I guess. Yeah, I find this really contrast against the previous episode's stand fight where there's no, nobody standing around narrating what happens. Yeah. You know, it is a little bit weird that people have full on conversations while hitting each other, but it felt like it moved a lot more in that previous episode. But we also need the breathing time here, I guess, because. We're sitting here going, what the fuck is this stand while they're fighting? Yeah. What is this stand? I he didn't do a good job explaining it, if that's what he was trying to do. Yeah, I feel okay with what I have on the stand. I don't feel okay about what Kenzo can do to people. Yeah, the stand is a feng shui compass. I don't understand the the arm thing. <laughs> oh, you know what? And I don't understand the water thing. What this reminds, reminds me of. <laughs> it reminds me of my days of Ireland. in the Scottish Highlands. <laughs> uh, it, it reminds me of uh, Boingo's stand. Is it Kanoom? I forget the comic book that Boingo mm. has in part three, where it's like Boingo just reads the comic and it says this happens, then this happens. So Boingo tells whole horse like, hey, jam your fingers in Polnareff's nose right now. Mm-hmm. And because he stands there in a certain way, then like a truck is going to hit Polnareff. Yeah. That's what this feels like. Like this stand is just like, hey, randomly do this. And then, you know, something happens and some somebody's glasses hit your enemy in the face. Um, so Araki likes these fate type yeah. dealies. I like uh, it too. I'm also fine with not understanding the stand. I feel like that's part of JoJo. Yeah, it's just being like, okay, I guess I learned something about the human nervous system, but uh, I don't know what I just saw. Yeah. I do wish... That's part of it. I do wish he made us understand, like he... Because it doesn't seem like he even really puts it all together then if he's not telling us. I don't know. Yeah. Two things. I hope JoJo's ends with Araki dropping from the ceiling and saying, you were never meant to understand. (laughs) And then he scurries off like a spider. So apparently in the English dub... When describing Dragon's Dream's abilities, Anasui says the line, it just works, which might be a joking reference to how people would talk about King Crimson's power mm-hmm. and the fans didn't explain it and people would write, it just works. Um, the other thing is, maybe this will clear it up for you. I have Araki's comments on this stand from the sure art book and info collection Jojovaler. This stand is ultimately neutral and always speaks the truth. Feng Shui was a big thing at the time I was writing this. You'd see it on TV and stuff. As for myself, I'm only superstitious at most. I don't believe in Feng Shui. Okay. All right, Araki. That's cool. It feels like sometimes the Joe Jovaler comments are funny and it feels like like he hasn't really thought about them in a while and someone just shows him a picture and he thinks he's being quizzed on if he can remember the stands. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, that's the one with the dragon. 
and it points <laughs> and stuff and the luck is involved. Mm-hmm. It just he's just sort of like, yeah, whatever. That's what that is vaguely. So he just put it in because it was popular, not because it was something that he thought was cool. <laughs> I mean, I I think he was interested in it and he, he's found it fun to include a bunch of, you know, Chinese superstitions. Yeah. In here. Okay. He, Chinese superstition. <laughs> face him on the wall. <laughs> uh, he, he does these weird old Chinese man stereotypes occasionally. There's in part one. There's Wang Chung. Well, Nuke Saku's not Chinese, I guess. I just confused the two. Wang Chung is the really bad one in part one, where I'm like, did a Westerner not write this comic? What mm. the fuck is this guy? Um, I mean, he's certainly a formidable opponent. Now, do I think that we're going to see him for the next three episodes of this manga? No, I don't. I like the way he moves around, all blurry. Oh, does he? Yeah, like when he's like. At one point, FF is like, what is this footwork? He is very stretchy. He like cracks his knuckles in such a way that I'm like, that can't even feel good. Yeah, I can't do that. That looks like it fucking hurts. And he drops into a split. He busts it down. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, it's, it's, uh, it's fine. It's fine as an episode. It's obviously not satisfying. It doesn't wrap up. I don't know what's happening entirely. I feel like someone could explain I, this though. I liked it. I like seeing FF I in action. Jolene's uh, fuck you gestures. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Oh, yeah. I recognize the middle finger. Obviously, I recognize. I thought she was. I, I also thought she was doing doing fighting poses from different oh, countries. Did. And she does the like from under your chin, like fuck yeah. you thing. The other ones like the Naples, like I'm cupping part of my eye and making yeah. an L shape. Some of those. I don't know. Araki just like went to Italy once and some guy was like, yeah, yeah, we do this. And he's like, oh, that must be a thing that people do at large. Um, but yeah, I think people people pretty famously post and enjoy the picture where Jolene has two middle fingers up at a time. Middle fingers up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, listeners from not America, if you have other like fuck off gestures that uh, you want to tell us about, feel free. Write into Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com or you can tweet to us on Twitter. We are at JJB Pod. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if we research this a little bit, I feel like there's just like one piece missing from this stand to make it. To, I just don't understand why people get bloated. I'm sure the explanation's out there. It's been 20 years. I still don't really understand the arm thing either, though. If anyone can explain yeah, the arm thing to us. The arm thing is, I, I guess it's like. If you get close to the dragon, the dragon is determining all these important directions. But if you are foolish enough but, to but, touch it, then but, but, you go through its angles. But he also put his arm in in the dragon's. Mouth. That's right. I don't really. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it either. Secretly, I I admit it. I don't. Listeners, get it. write in and explain shit to us. Araki does this. Or a just lot give too. us your theories. Yeah. Record a podcast about it. <laughs> record a pod record a podcast email it uh you know don't embed a virus in yeah, there yeah we might play a clip of it <laughs> no we're not gonna do that i don't I, I make no promises i don't think we have any other thoughts right i mean let me just take a look here at uh i did notice though i think is it is it when he's describing ff being drowned inside of herself they show like a bunch of waves did you guys see that like she's trapped in like an ocean for a second yeah yes did that look like that famous japanese ink plot ink block Yes. The the wavy one. The waves at 
uh, what is it, Kanagawa or something? Yeah. I don't know. It's dead. He's just screaming that the stand user is Asian, I guess. Anyway. His name is Kenzo, but he's all into the Chinese uh, yeah. stuff. Maybe it's not that far off. I also spent a good 15 minutes trying to look up how to properly pronounce Feng Shui. Yeah. The answer is that it is beyond my understanding, much like how this stand works. For instance, I didn't know that in Chinese, like, I know that certain sounds like are pronounced with like what we call like the SH, you know, the sh. Mm-hmm. But they're, they do it even a little bit more. It's like lower in your mouth. Like it's a different sh. Like mm-hmm. a sh. I can't, I can't do it. Okay. But they have different sh sounds. Okay. I think it's like shut the fuck up. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, I guess it is time for us all to shut the fuck up. If you can <laughs> pronounce Feng Shui properly for us, uh, you can uh, email that. Other than that, next week we're going to be talking about episode 18. What's the title? Of Stone Ocean. I'm going to get there once I switch apps. It's called Give Me That Bone, Baby. And uh, this will be on our 300th episode of the podcast, by the way. Yikes. What do you mean, yikes? That's a lot. That's an occasion to celebrate, not to say, yikes, what am I doing with my time? What else would you do Sunday night, huh? I guess go to sleep. That's a stupid thing to do. (laughs) Next week's episode is called Enter the Foo Fighters. Insane in the Membone. So this episode was Enter the Dragon and then it's Enter Enter the Foo Fighters? I get the feeling we know who will win okay. <laughs> next week's episode. Okay. Again, at JJBPod is Twitter. What if the dragon joins FF for the rest of it now? That would be sick. Like the dragon God, just like so. switches teams and he's like, all right, I'm with you now. I also want a kid's toy that like opens on your wrist and has a little dragon compass. <laughs> I think that would be, it looks like a kid's toy, doesn't it? Like a fucking. Uh, yeah, like a Power Rangers. Yeah, that's true. Communicator. Like, I don't know. I don't know one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Power Rangers thingy. Like where you, cool when you talk to Zordon. To yeah, you know when you talk to Zordon. You can talk to us. We'll be like Zordon. If you go to our Discord, the link is in this podcast episode's description. Other than that, folks, remember to obey the will of the universe. At all times, because you have to. You have no choice. So you will. Don't worry about it. Good luck. Good luck. Goodbye. Give me that bone.